We've heard over and over that good self-esteem is the magic ticket to a better, more fulfilling life. Yes, we need to feel good about ourselves and love ourselves, but according to psychologist Christina Hibbert, if you're exhausted from the pursuit of high self-esteem, it may be time to consider something more holistic, gentle, and effective. Hi, welcome to Your Great Journey. Each week, we offer you brief tips, techniques, and insights to help you move in positive directions and master big change. For more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W-E-T-W-A-R-E-M-E-D-I-A.com. Today we're sharing an excerpt from Dr. Christina Hibbert's inspirational audiobook, Who Am I Without You? 52 Ways to Rebuild Self-Esteem After a Breakup. While this audiobook is chock full of tips, humor, and warmth for anyone struggling with the end of a relationship, it's equally valuable for anyone looking for a life with more energy, gratitude, and focus. In this excerpt, Dr. Hibbert addresses one of the most elusive ideas in modern psychology, self-esteem. If you've struggled with the concept of self-esteem, you're not alone. Dr. Hibbert speaks from her experience with many of her clients who have tried and failed to improve their lives by working on their self-esteem. Instead, she suggests reframing our concept of ourselves, and it begins with acceptance rather than striving. Shift from self-esteem to self-worth. A person's worth is contingent upon who he is, not what he does or how much he has. The worth of a person or a thing or an idea is in being, not in doing, not in having. Alice Mary Hilton Over the years, it's become clear that nearly everyone who walks through my private practice door is really dealing with the same core issue. Poor self-esteem. Whether struggling through a breakup, divorce, depression, anxiety, addiction, parenting challenge, or even life stress, when we get to the core of the issue, it almost always has to do with some false feeling or belief about oneself. This has had me wondering over the years, why is it so hard to feel self-esteem? Certainly it's a hot topic. A Google search will return around 60 million results. There is plenty of advice out there on how to understand, evaluate, and improve self-esteem, on teaching self-esteem to kids, teens, women, and couples. As one major psychology site writes, perhaps no other self-help topic has spawned so much advice and so many often conflicting theories. I agree. The problem with self-esteem. So if we know self-esteem is a problem, and we know there's plenty out there to teach us how to overcome the problem, why does it so strongly persist? I see people all the time who have read these books and articles and have really tried, yet they still don't feel self-esteem. They don't believe they're of worth. Could the fact that so many people are struggling to feel self-esteem be a clue that something isn't right? I can tell you, something isn't right. In fact, I've come to see that the entire concept of self-esteem is not right. And that is the real problem. 
the very thing we are trying to pursue is all wrong. You may be thinking, but wait, aren't we supposed to pursue self-esteem? Isn't it the way we learn to love ourselves? Isn't that what this book is about? Certainly we've been taught to pursue self-esteem, and we are working on self-esteem in this book. But what we've been taught is wrong. The pursuit of self-esteem alone is a myth, and we need a paradigm shift to get it right. Allow me to explain. Defining self-esteem. First, let's define self-esteem. Some common definitions I have gathered over the years include 1. Positive or negative evaluations of the self and how one feels about oneself. 2. The totality of beliefs, emotions, thoughts, and power of conviction about oneself. 3. One's overall evaluation or appraisal of his or her own worth. Reading these definitions, it's easy to see that self-esteem while it sounds like a valuable and worthy goal, is based on one's own thinking, perceptions, and emotions related to one's performance and behavior. That's where the problem lies. Why the pursuit of self-esteem is a myth. As we discussed in the previous chapter, we can never know who we really are or build a strong sense of self-worth if we base it on things that are bound to change. The following reasons demonstrate why the pursuit of self-esteem is a myth. Self-esteem is based on what we do and how we behave. If our worth is based on our performance or behavior, then we are bound to feel poorly about ourselves when our performance or behavior drops, and it will drop. That's human nature. We are more than what we do and how we behave. Self-esteem is based on how we feel about ourselves. As we already discussed, basing our worth on our emotions can never succeed because emotions are fickle and often false. We can feel like bad people when that's absolutely not the case. We are more than how we feel about ourselves. Self-esteem is based on what we think about ourselves. We've already made this case in previous chapters. We are definitely more than what we think about ourselves. Self-esteem is based on how we're doing compared to others. Instead of evaluating ourselves on how we're doing compared to our own potential, which is healthy, pursuing self-esteem teaches us to compare ourselves to others. It's fine to compare to others at times if it helps us see something to work on or inspires us to grow, but usually comparing ourselves to others just makes us feel worse. No matter how great we are at any given thing, there will always be somebody smarter, faster, skinnier, braver, kinder, and more talented. That's when the identity crisis hits. We absolutely cannot base our own worth on what others do or don't do. Self-esteem is based entirely on judgments, whether from others or from ourselves. Nothing good can come of that. We are certainly more than we or anyone else judges us to be. If not self-esteem, then what? I hope it's easy to understand now why self-esteem is so hard to obtain. Why, like a sandcastle, it's so hard to maintain and so easy to destroy. It looks beautiful and sturdy, but one shift of the wind or tide and down it crashes. Yes, we do need to feel good about ourselves. Yes, we need to love ourselves. Yes, we deserve both of these. 
But when we base our worth and love for ourselves on anything external, we will always fail. Bottom line, the pursuit of self-esteem alone is a myth because it is based on external factors that are bound to change. Instead, we need a paradigm shift. We need to uncover, discover, and build self-worth. Tool. Move from self-esteem to self-worth. Think of an instance when someone else was wrong about your value. Think of a time when you underestimated your own value. Write about how these instances made you feel. How did you know that you or the other person were wrong? Keep this as proof in the future that there is more to you than your own or others' evaluations. Search for proof that you're more than how you think, feel, behave, or who you are judged to be. Keep a growing list of evidence to support what you are not and who you truly are. Learn about the Pyramid of Self-Worth. Self-worth comes from one thing, thinking that you are worthy. Dr. Wayne Dyer How do you help someone feel lovable if she doesn't believe she is? I've been asking this question for years. First, I tried teaching my clients the skills of cognitive behavioral therapy, like we learned in chapters 13 through 17. This helped, to some degree. It targeted the thoughts and feelings that led to poor self-worth, and it created more realistic and hopeful beliefs. However, I continued to hear, I know you're telling me I am of value, and I can even tell it to myself because I know in my head it should be true, but I don't feel it. This fueled me to find an answer. It led me to create what I call the Pyramid of Self-Worth. Understanding the Pyramid of Self-Worth The Pyramid of Self-Worth is a theory and method I've developed for how to teach people to experience and feel their true worth. The basic premise is that instead of creating our sense of self by what we think or how we look or what we do, self-esteem, We must first build our sense of self-worth by going deep inside, into our soul. As we do this, we build self-worth not by creating a persona or by indulging our ego or false self. Rather, we get to know who we already are and who we have the potential to become. Working through the pyramid of self-worth begins with self-awareness, to see all of who we are, then moves to self-acceptance to accept what we see, and finally, to self-love, or learning to cherish and appreciate who we are and who we have the potential to become. This leads to a strong sense of self-worth and the experience of unwavering self-esteem. To see the pyramid of self-worth in graphic form, visit whoamiwithoutyou.com. We will discuss each of these in the chapters to follow, but for now, allow me to give you a brief introduction. Self-awareness. Self-awareness involves a willingness to see all parts of who you are, your strengths and weaknesses, traits and states, your relationships, values, and what this breakup has meant to you. Before you can accept who you are, you have to see yourself. Self-acceptance. After you see the parts of who you are, it's time to accept them. Some struggle to accept strengths while others fail to embrace weaknesses. Self-acceptance is central to experiencing self-worth. Self-love. 
Finally, it's time to love all you've seen and accepted. Self-love involves self-compassion, kindness, giving and receiving love to others, and self-care. It's the final layer that unlocks the full experience of self-worth. It is a crucial element of healing and learning to love and be loved again. Self-worth. Through practicing self-awareness, self-acceptance, and self-love, we begin to feel our true worth. We begin to understand our divine potential and feel God's love for us. Cultivating self-worth is a lifelong process, one we will explore in greater detail in chapters to come. Bottom line, you can learn to feel and experience your true worth and potential. The Pyramid of Self-Worth can show you how. Tool. Prepare to work the Pyramid of Self-Worth. Can you relate to this statement? I know you're telling me I'm important and of value. I know, in my head, it should be true, but I don't feel it. If so, write out the ways in which you can relate. If not, why not? What stands in your way of feeling self-worth? Write about this in your journal. Do you ever struggle with self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-love? In what ways do you struggle? What strengths do you possess that might help you work through the pyramid of self-worth? Write them down. Thanks for listening to this excerpt from the audiobook, Who Am I Without You? 52 Ways to Rebuild Self-Esteem After a Breakup. You can purchase the complete audiobook from any major online audiobook retailer. If you'd like more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And if you like the show, please rate it and review it. And please share it with friends who might also enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W-E-T-W-A-R-E-M-E-D-I-A dot com.